Hola, this is Maria Plata, and I am here to tell you all about the random things I learn every day. I am a mom, a wife, a teacher, a highly sensitive person, and just a creative soul who wants to share my day-to-day learning with you. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast, and let's get talking. Hello, and welcome to episode 27 of the Plata Life podcast. Today... I will be talking a little bit more about one of my favorite subjects, which is motherhood. Um, Out of everything in my life I've ever done, this is probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do is to be a mama. Uh, And there's so many layers to this. So we'll see where this goes. Um, Like always, I have a little outline and I try to stick to it, but sometimes I just ramble on or, you know, it happens. Um... Again, I just want to start off by saying that this is all shared from my experience. It's not, this is right versus wrong. It's not like I'm a licensed therapist. It's not like I went to school for this stuff. But I just want to share my experience because sometimes experience is what helps other people connect and kind of learn and grow together. So I obviously don't know what the heck I'm doing 95% of the time. Um... And I'm not just, like, saying that to be like, oh, please tell me I know what I'm doing. Like, I legit don't know what I'm doing 95% of the time. So, that's life, I guess. (laughs) Um, But if you listen to my previous episode on um, episode 26, Anxiety in the Times of COVID-19, you learn that I'm really good at pretending that I know what I'm doing. And that's where a lot of my anxiety comes from. So, It's been a really sort of like liberating process to just admit up front to myself, obviously, and to whoever's listening that, you know, many people don't really know what they're doing. Like we just do what we can in the best way that we know how, and that's all really all there is to it. So that takes a lot of the pressure off, um, if I'm being honest with you. So there, I said it. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Uh, So today's topic, I... You know, I, I just sit through the whole week and I kind of pay attention to my experiences and just kind of go through life um, in these weird times, especially right now. And there are times where I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I don't have any topics in my head. Nothing's really stood out or too many things have stood out. So I can't pick one. And um, then I, I, I turn to my family during dinner time, my husband and my son and I just kind of put it out there. I'm like, so what should I what should I talk about my next podcast? Um, I think it's the sweetest thing. But my husband likes to listen to my podcast now. Before it was kind of like, hey, did you listen? And he's like, oh, no, I didn't. And now, like, I don't say anything. And he's like, hey, I listened to your last episode. And um, although it is really annoying that I'm like, what would you think? And he goes, I don't know. What did you think about it? And I'm like, I know what you're doing. You're not giving me anything because you want me to self-reflect. And because he doesn't want to get in trouble by saying the wrong thing. So, anyways, I'm going on a different path with that one. That would be another good episode. Um, anyway, so I kind of just threw it out there last time. Like, so I'm going to record my podcast tomorrow, which is today, which is Tuesday, which is not today, today, because today's actually tomorrow since you're listening to this on Wednesday or some other day. That really messes with my head. Okay, um. Time is irrelevant. Uh, <laughs> I'm in a weird mood today. Um, 
so yeah, so I kind of just threw it out there, and he said, yeah, maybe you should talk about, like, being a mom, and I'm like, okay, what do you, tell me more, what do you mean about that, and he's like, yeah, what it's like for you to, like, be a, uh, staying home now, and I realized maybe he wants a little bit more feedback, I don't know, maybe he just was trying to get me to stop talking, um, I tend to do that a lot in the evenings, I just talk, 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 talk. Um, but I kind of thought, you know, we haven't really, I haven't really reflected that much on kind of what's happened with the, having a baby and then it's coronavirus time. And then now I'm at home, like all of the time. And so I realized maybe he senses that I need to do some soul reflection here. He usually knows what I need to do before I do. So that's helpful. I just learning how to listen to his suggestions without throwing fits. It's really hard for me. I'm working on it. Okay, so that's what that's how the topic was decided uh, for this episode. So yeah, um, I taught for nine years, and then after teaching, I said I need something new. I need to work on myself. I didn't say that to everyone, but that's really why I quit teaching. I need to take some time off and just deal with a lot of issues that I'm trying to work through. I'd like to have another baby at some point. Um, you know, we really want to give Diego that opportunity to have a sibling if we're able to. And, and so um, having to teach and raise a child at the same time, especially during the infant years, it's it's just a lot of work. And we're able to do that now. Um, and so that's why that kind of happened. So the idea was like, I'll just take some time off. I'll decide if I want to go back to teaching in the next few years. Um, what I ended up doing was I quit teaching. I started my own business and I started teaching out of my home and tutoring and doing that. And then I realized, well, I can't really, I really don't want to have a baby and like try to do this at the same time because then that defeats the purpose of quitting my job because I'll be just as stressed out. And then an opportunity presented itself where I could work as the educational consultant um, through this amazing company that I really, you know, I really appreciate. And um, I found out I was pregnant, took that job, traveled a lot for work, which was kind of crazy, but kind of nice. Now that I can't go anywhere, um, got a lot of driving time, which was nice. Now that I'm like, I don't do, I don't drive anywhere. <laughs> um, anyway, so that was kind of what happened. And then, you know, I said, I'm going to have a baby. I'm not coming back because... Um, I mean, I want to stay home with the baby and everyone obviously understood that, whatever, whatever. So I've never really been what they call a stay at home mom, like a stay at home parent. Um, my personality for that is kind of, it doesn't really match perfectly. And, uh, um, there's a lot of reasons behind that, but mostly is that I have a really hard time being present and in the moment and because I am so very highly sensitive I have a hard time allowing children to be children which I find a little hilarious because I was a teacher um for some reason you allow other children to be kids when they're not your own but somehow they're your own and it brings up like all these other deep-rooted issues for you and that it's not just about the mess it's about like how you were raised as a kid and all the things we haven't dealt with. And so it's just, it's, it's very complicated. Um, so now that, now that I think about it, I'm like, Oh, my husband was right. Dang it. Um, this whole transition into being a stay at home mom has really turned into like a, no, you're staying home 
and your mom. Uh, <laughs> it's a laugh slash cry right now at this point. So I'm having to kind of go through this process a little bit to the extreme. And I'm kind of laughing because I'm like, that's kind of funny now that I think about it. So I've had to kind of work through it a little bit uh, on the spot. And I've had to kind of just accept a lot of things really quickly without really processing them. And so this episode is kind of you listening to me doing that. Um, also to say that, you know, they, they're, there's such a difference between what works for someone versus what works for somebody else. And that's not to say that if you love being a stay-at-home mom and, like, that's your calling and that's what you just – it just lights your soul on fire and it just makes you, like, this is where I'm meant to be. Like, I'm not, like, trying to dismiss that. Or if you're like, oh, wow, I really need to be working in order to be the best version of myself. Like, I'm not dismissing that either. I'm kind of saying, like – hey, I get to experience a little bit of everything through this whole situation and kind of what we decided as a family. And I'm exploring a lot of these options. Um, And I'm learning a lot about myself and about my kids and about what kinds of things I need to have in place in order for me to do the best that I can. Um, Also understanding that I have incredible high expectations of myself and I'm trying to work through that as well. So... Yeah, um, I guess the first thing I would say about motherhood in general is that, you know, my son turned six um, two, a week and a half ago, almost two weeks ago, and the biggest thing that I guess I realized through motherhood, um, I, I talk like an expert, you know, these whole six years, um, but really the big glaring thing that shines at me is that I need to have, like, an identity that's just me. Um and that sounds kind of selfish, and it, I guess in a way it could be interpreted that way, but what ends up happening a lot of the times is when you're a parent, you have these little humans, like right now my baby's about two, five months, and like his whole entire world literally depends on what I do, um, from what he, when he eats, what he eats, you know, what we do, when his diapers change, when he's burped, when he's, you know, put on his tummy, or whatever you want to do. Um, his whole entire life depends on what I do. So what ends up happening often is parents, especially moms, I would argue, are constantly in charge of somebody else. And in that process, not because they choose to or because, you know, there's a lot of reasons behind it, but they kind of lose a part of themselves. And what I mean by that is the things I want to do, the things that I need to do for myself kind of get put on the I'll do that later category. So because there's certain things that need to happen in order to like have a functioning home, which is, you know, things need to be cleaned up. You can't just, you could live in a huge messy thing, but that just gets worse for me because I get overstimulated with a lot of mess. Um, you could choose to not clean your home and that's fine. Some people don't clean their homes and they're happy. Uh, but for me, that's a huge trigger for my anxiety and the clutter just like really drives me crazy. And so like, when I have all these toys out, it, it just, I know those are triggers for my anxiety and it clutters my mind. And so it doesn't allow me to make the best parenting decisions. So like, I know that about myself, but when you have a tiny human and a not so tiny human, depending on you for so many different things, the other things that you know, you need to do for yourself and people sometimes call it self care or whatever, whatever it is you call it, um, get put on the back burner and, 
it happens slowly. I don't want to say like you have a baby and you're like, oh my gosh, my whole life is over. It kind of happens, you know, little by by little bit. You're like, I should take a shower. Oh, you know what? The baby just needs this. I'll get to this. And then you get to the other thing. And before you know it, it's seven o'clock at night and you still haven't showered and you smell like spit up and your hair's crazy. And like, you just need those 10 minutes in the shower to just kind of clean everything off of you and be like, oh, it's a new day. Uh, but you didn't get that opportunity because it just didn't happen that day. And and so that's what I mean by, like, you lose part of who you are and your needs. Um, and so what I've learned along the way is that when I don't prioritize my needs first, this makes me sound like a really crappy parent, but I really promise you, like, I'm, I'm a pretty good parent. Um, it allows me to say, okay, these are the boundaries I'm setting because these are the things that I need in order to function at a level of like, let's not blow up on my kids and make them feel like crap because of the anxiety, right? Um, so I need that. But not only that, like that that's kind of like the very foundation basic thing. I also, I've learned that I need to have part of myself that, that's just me without being a parent. So um, for me right now, that's been, you know, creating artwork and I embed a lot of the parenting things in there, but creating every day, like that's just, that's me. I'm doing that. A lot of times I create things for my kids because, you know, it's fun to do that, but, um, something I'm learning or like reading or whatever, um, I need to have those things. And so that's kind of the first thing I've realized. The second thing I realized is that society sucks. <laughs> uh. And there's a lot of unspoken expectations of mothers. And I kind of want to um, say, screw all that. The expectation that I should be following is my own. And what I mean by that is that, you know, it's different times. My husband stayed home with our first son and he did all of the mother things um, that, you know, women typically do in the home, which is care for the baby and keep a clean home make dinner, like all those things that you see in like stupid TV shows that women are supposed to do and that it's ever changing now. But what ends up happening a lot of times, and I see this a lot in the, my friends that um, are working and are also, you know, moms, is there's this unspoken burden of, all right, so I know we're supposed to be equals, yet somehow everything always falls on me still. So not only am I working, I'm still coming home and it's like if the husband or the significant other helps out, it's like, oh, wow, you're so lucky. You should be so grateful they're helping out instead of making that the expectation. Um, so I think society's expectations, we're, we're changing that and we're shifting that. And there's a lot of unspoken rules that we don't really talk about unless, you know, you're having a few drinks with your friends at Pocinos and then you kind of just hash it all out there. But um I know a lot of people feel that way. So, you know, what what do we need to do? What kind of conversations do we need to have with our partners, with our um, girlfriends of like actually being honest and not just pretending that everything's fine because sometimes it's not fine and that's okay. Doesn't mean you love your kids any less. It just means this is hard and it's hard for everyone in different ways. And so having those kinds of conversations, I've realized, um, have been really crucial for my overall well-being as a mother. And then the last thing, so the third thing is, you know, self-acceptance. That's where the growth happens. For me, it's been a lot of, I just feel really guilty and a lot of shame. Um, and a lot, Brene Brown's name keeps popping up lately. Like people are discovering her and I'm like, oh my God, how have you not known about Brene Brown? I've 
literally talked about her for years. Um, but it's really exciting to watch people kind of like discover her work and be like, oh my gosh, she's amazing. I'm like, I know, right? Um, but, you know, she talks a lot about guilt versus shame and what that means. And her research is all about that. And so there's a lot of shame around being like a good mom and what that means. And for me, it took six years for me to get to this point for me to say like these are the things I need and I'm not going to apologize for what I need because those are things I need other moms may not need these things they might need something different and so everybody's different it's our differences you know that's what makes us unique and what makes us kind of come together and brainstorm and get whatever we need in order to be the best versions of ourselves but um yeah I spent years trying to you know figure it all out and have things perfectly done at work and at home. And, um, you know, I was reading Michelle Obama's book um, when it first came out. I don't know when that was last year, the year before, I don't know, that book becoming. And she said, you know, like she felt that like that. And I'm like, well, the first lady, first former lady felt like that. Then what? (laughs) But then everyone must really feel like this. Right. Um, and so that's kind of been like the big thing. I had a friend text me last night, just a little reminder, like, hey, you're you're not the only one going through this. We're all going through this, like sending you some love. And um, I guess maybe people are sensing that it's been a little rough around the edges lately. Um, but yeah, I was, that's, I was like, thank you so much. I really needed to hear that, um, that we're all kind of in this journey together, but in different lanes, but on the same race. Not even race the same I don't know whatever you know what I mean um and to really understand that when we accept who we are like deep down at our core and we accept those things like what you need to thrive in, as your own that's where we give ourselves the space to grow and to learn and I think it's through that process that we really teach not only teach our kids like hey it's important for you to have your own needs and meet them but also like it's all a journey. Like I'm 33 and I'm still learning. And for my son to see that and for him to see that I struggle and for him to see that I reach out for help, for him to see that my friends are messaging me to check in on me. Like I'm teaching him a lot of different things that way instead of me pretending everything's fine and perfect. And he doesn't understand how to handle those things later on when that, you know, when things happen to him or that he has unrealistic expectations of whatever partner he chooses if they, he decides to have a family when he's older. So um, that would be my general motherhood talk, right? Like, we're all different. We're all in this together. It's all blah, blah, blah. Um, the, the trick here is that we throw in uh, COVID-19 and now we're in this weird alternate reality of now we're having to decide what type of schooling to choose for our kids and are they going to school are they doing online learning when we know that doesn't really work for some of them um do we expose them to this virus i mean there's a whole layer there and and so i think what's happening and from my observations you know the people in my circles and from what i'm reading and seeing on social media and stuff is coronavirus has somehow like sped up this process of um kind of accepting the things that you need to accept in order to do the next best thing and so um i have until friday to decide what i want to do with my son's school you know do i want to enroll him on online learning which i know like it's not the best way for him to start kindergarten which 
I'm accepting. It's fine. We, you know, we're moving on past that. Uh, but to kind of speed up the process of, okay, you have to deal with it, process it, and then quickly pick it, make a decision so that it can happen. Um, and so I think we're in these weird times where you don't have six years to sit there and process and test things out and explore and realize like, hmm, I really just need a shower every day for me to feel like I got something for myself. Or I really need to make sure that I get at least 30 minutes so I can do a workout every day because that helps me become a better mom. Um, or I really just need my husband to hold a baby for like an hour when he gets home from work and that's it. Like I know you worked really hard and I know you had a really long day, but if you don't hold this baby for an hour, like I am going to lose my mind. Um, those kinds of things, right? Um, but with Corona, it's like, well, no, you got to figure these things out quickly uh, because everything's like kind of coming at you kind of fast and so slow at the same time. Like we're doing the same thing over and over and over again, um, especially, you know, like my family who's choosing to stay home um, to protect ourselves and others because my husband has a job outside of the house and we don't want to expose anybody um, just in case, you know, he has it and we don't have symptoms. But it just it's a weird times to be a parent especially of young children i guess you know teenagers too we've talked have i've mentioned that before um i guess adult children in a way too because you're watching them struggle i don't know it's just a weird time in general for everybody um but i would say definitely for parents and for moms who are staying home and are used to maybe the play dates and the hanging out with friends and the let's go to the library story time and you can't get that right now you there's no outlet for you to kind of feel like human again um it's really important that we talk about these things with each other and that we mention you know when you're struggling and you kind of say hey i need help or you know do whatever you need to do um go sit in your car and read in their conditioning without um your kids screaming in the background or being super loud uh <laughs> i haven't done that in a while um, but, you know, it, it's it's important for us to just talk about it at least because when we acknowledge it, then we can say, okay, well, I'm here. You can accept it, and that's where the growth happens. That's where you see kind of the solutions. Um, like, oh, in order for me to get from point A to point B, I'm going to need to do X, Y, and Z. That was a lot of letters. Uh, anyway, so the big ending here, because baby's going to wake up soon, Um he looked up and he was like, oh, God, she's still talking. I better go back to sleep. That's kind of cool. I've trained him to just sleep when I talk. It's uh, kind of funny. Um, what can I do as a highly sensitive parent? So Dr. Elaine Aaron, um, came up with her came out with her new book this year, and it's called The Highly Sensitive Parent. Um, I actually have not finished reading it. I put it down. and To be honest, I don't know where I put it down, and so I need to go find that first. So first step, find the book. Um, second step, read the book. And so I just, I read a few chapters and I joined an online community that I've been neglecting. So gotta, that, that would be a good step for me to find the book so I can go back to the online community. <laughs> um, but I remember reading just the first few chapters and being so validated in my feelings of, I am a highly sensitive parent. And so there's a time period, you know, when the baby's crying that I'm so easily overstimulated what can I put in place so that I don't lose my mind and get anxious and then lash out on the other kid or start, you know, like stress cleaning or 
crying uncontrollably, you know, because I'm also modeling how to handle stress in front of my kids, uh, which is a whole other topic. Maybe I can do another lesson on that next time or lesson or whatever. Um, another podcast episode. So what can I do as a highly sensitive parent? And that is going to mean different things for different people. But really, ultimately, what it comes down to is what are the realizations that you need to have about you being a mom? You know, do you thrive going to work and coming home and you enjoy that much more than being home all day with your kids? I mean, there's no right answer, no right or wrong answer. It's like I said, and it can fluctuate, fluctuate. like on Monday, you can love it. But by Friday, you can be like, this sucks. Um, it doesn't mean you pick one and that's, you know, it. There's a lot of flexibility in how we view things. And I don't want to say... There's a lot of flexibility in your choices because sometimes you feel like, I need a paycheck, there's no choice. Um, But there's flexibility in your approach and there's flexibility in your mindset and there's flexibility in how you can process through things, I guess that's what I'm saying. So what realizations do you need to have about your own motherhood journey, especially in the times of COVID-19? What are the things you need to kind of unlearn, like... It's okay for me to ask for help from my husband. Like, he's the other parent. He's not taking care of our kids. He's doing his job, which is be a parent, right? He's not watching the baby. He's taking care of his child. So reframing those things, if you have to unlearn some of those societal pressures or cultural things that happen um, subconsciously, of course. It's not like, you know, I purposely picked that up for fun. Um, and then, you know, how how would this help you grow as a parent? And how can you break some of those unhealthy cycles that you maybe you've learned that you don't want to pass on to your kids? Um, I have a highly sensitive son, and for him, it's going to look very different in a world that has a lot more technology than I ever did. Uh, for him, watching three hours of TV is really overstimulating for him. So the boundaries that were set for myself, when I was a kid versus what I need to set for him are going to be very different. And so kind of you accept who you are and where you're at and how it all affects you. And then that's where you have that area of growth where you can take actionable steps to put some things in place. So, all right, baby's opening his eyes kind of like, I hear you and I'm waking up. So I should stop this soon. Thank you so much for listening. I, you have no idea what it means to me when I hear people say, wow, I really like that episode or that really hit home for me. Or, hey, can my daughter who's you know, 12, 13 listen to your podcast? I mean, those things. I want to have a place or some sort of starting conversation for people to talk about sensitivity, to talk about the hard things, to talk about how they're dealing with life and connect with each other and through their hardships. And you know, without feeling judged or like they can't be who they are. So I really appreciate you listening. Um, Share this podcast with your friends, family, whoever you think can get help from it. And please, if you have any questions, don't, you know, feel nervous to reach out. I'm I'm pretty friendly. Um, If I remember to message you back. (laughs) Uh, There's so many messages. I'm like, I need to text her back. Uh, Anyway, so thank you so much for listening and I hope that whatever part of your journey you are as a mother or a father or whatever you call yourself, that you know that your kids will always love you and that you deserve everything in the world because you are human. Your worth is based on being human, nothing else. All right, hasta luego, adios.